You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a Tuesday, September 21st, and a Wednesday, September 22nd, this is Locked On Lions. What's happening, everybody, on the Locked On Podcast Network? Matt Derry with you as we talk Detroit Lions football with you each and every day. You guys know me. Been doing this podcast for six years, longtime sports radio host here in Detroit, and and and, and, and I've seen just about everything when it comes to the Detroit Lions when I moved here in August of 1996. We give you opinions. We give you stats. We give you everything you need for Lions discussion each and every day here Monday through Thursday and then the Sunday post-game pod. We got a Monday post-game pod last night in case you missed it. Tune back into that. You can find us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. On the show today, we got to recap something that uh, Dan Campbell had to say. Um which I thought was sort of interesting. Hang on, fixing my microphone here. Uh, something that Dan Campbell had to say, which I thought was sort of interesting today, about his linebackers. Many people are calling for Derek Barnes, the rookie from Purdue. You're going to get him Sunday against the Ravens. I've never seen a coach like Dan Campbell before. He's flat out telling us on a Tuesday, yeah, we're going to play this kid Sunday. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, by the way, the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast relaunches September 20th with brand new hosts. Eric Crocker brings the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings the analytics. Follow the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we'll get into the linebacking situation. You'll hear from the head coach, Dan Campbell. Um, I have a few other thoughts from last night as well. An update on Ify Melifonwu the cornerback, and, as always, pro football focus, top five, bottom five on offense and defense for the Lions on Monday night. Again, the team's 0-2. Last night, no surprise, the loss to the Green Bay Packers, 35-17. Lions were shut out in the second half. And let me just get something out of the way right away here that I didn't even mention before because I want to talk about the linebackers, but... Something else, and that's the following. Jared Goff is going to be the quarterback here this year, and I believe next year. But the more I, you know, I was in my car today driving, and I I, I turned on the radio for a second, and I heard some phone calls, and, you know, oh, the same old lines, and uh, I've had to be, you know, since the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. It, it, it's a lot of the same. But one thing is for sure, is for certain is that I think when this team is going to win and when they're attempting to win and when they have enough pieces to win, I don't think Jared Goff is going to be the quarterback. And that's not a knock on Goff. And I listened to Goff today on the radio with Carson Anderson on the ticket, which was, I don't know, it it was fine. He doesn't say much. And those guys don't exactly go at him. So like, and it's not a knock on the guys. It's just, you know, to me, it's like, did you watch the film and see DeAndre Swift standing there alone for the first down on that fourth and one? Like, I would, that's what, a, how I would have asked the question. They asked him about the fourth and one and, hey, you know, is that 
you know, was it ever a run play or was, what was the call there? Cause golf was like, Hey, first option was Hawkinson. They took him away. So I, I went to the hot guy in Cephas and it didn't work out. Well, number one, it was a poor throw. And number two, Deandre Swift, go back and watch. Deandre Swift was wide open in the middle of the field for a first down wide open. But I just don't think Jared Goff is that good. You know, I, the first half last night, he was tremendous. 13 out of 16, 130 yards, two touchdowns, passer rating of like 140-something. He was awesome. And he looked good. And then the second half, just two fumbles, interception. It, it's, it's brutal. Like, the good Jared Goff is pretty good, but the bad, it's bad. So I hate to pin this all on him. He doesn't have any receivers. His defense is bad. But I just, the more I watch, it's like, you know, you hate to pick on him, but it's just not, it's not good. By the way, speaking of not good, um, the Lions defense. <clears throat> By the way, the Lions have started this season 0-2. They've started the season 0-2 for the 25th time in team history. The previous 24 times they started 0-2, number one, their average finish is 4-10. Number two, only one team they've ever had made the playoffs, and that was 1995. And the Lions have now started 0-2 in three of the last four years. Last time the Lions have started 0-2 in three or four seasons was 2006 through 2010 when they did it in four of five seasons. That was the Matt Millen era. <laughs> They've allowed 30-plus points in eight straight games, which is a new NFL record. Another record. Last night we told you about allowing 35-plus points in their first two games, which they had never done before. They've given up 30 points or more in eight straight games. Ay, ay, ay. Wow. And look, I don't want to turn this into all negatives. I, I don't. I don't want to bash for 22 minutes. You don't want to hear that. I'm giving Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes a couple of years. I am. And Dan Campbell spoke today about a lot of different things, including the timeout usage and clock management at the end of first half, and also the linebacking situation. And I want to play you that audio from Dan Campbell today at his usual Monday, but today, Tuesday press conference. So you can hear from the man himself. Good questions asked today by uh, John Macaroon, Wojo, and Dave Burkett. We'll play those for you. Coming up next, betonline.ag, the best place to bet on all of your Lions or NFL action or even college football. Michigan, Michigan State look good. Want to put some money down on the games this weekend? You can do it at betonline.ag, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON from football, 
basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. I'm on that site all the time getting the odds. It's great. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so as promised, courtesy of DetroitLions.com, here are Dan Campbell's comments from today. First question that he answers here is a question from SI's uh, and Detroit Sports Podcast, John Macaroon, about, hey, what were you thinking at the end of the first half? The clock management and the fact that you still had a timeout in your pocket after you kicked the field goal to go up 17-14. Here's Dan Campbell earlier today. Yeah, it was... Uh, first and foremost, you know, they had three timeouts left. And uh, so we knew, A, we didn't want to give the ball back to him. And B, we wanted to come away with points because we had one more possession than they did. We were on our fourth possession. They were on their third. So to us, it was like, how do we um, how do we use all of this clock and come away with points? Certainly a touchdown would have been great, um, but we felt like we handled it pretty well. You know, we got down there in position. We took a shot. We didn't We didn't get a touchdown out of it, but we did get a field goal to go up three at halftime and not give the ball back to him. And as a quick follow-up then, if a similar situation presented itself in another game, it would probably be handled in a similar way? Yeah, yeah, it would be. Appreciate it. Thanks, you, you don't want to give that ball back to your opponent. You want to make sure you come away with points. That's the most important thing. Thank you. Yep. Well, Joe? Hey there, Dan. Um, you mentioned last night after the game that you, you pinned this on, on the offense. Is part of that because you expect more out of them, especially the way they played in the first half? It's almost like you're, I don't know, admonishing the, the, the kid that has more promise because they did show so much promise in the first half. I'm just, you know, I, I, I am a believer in every game has its own situations, its own style, its own just where it can go. And I just felt like this was another one of those games that, you know, you assume going into it, Packers are going to score. They got Aaron Rodgers, but you don't know until you get into the flow of the game. I've been part of plenty of games where you thought it was going to be a high scoring game and it ends up being very low scoring. Um, But knowing where it was going, it was back and forth offensively. Um, and I just felt like, look, man, when you get in that type of game, your offense has to score more points than they do. Uh, and that that's where it was going. I don't think it'll always be that way, but it was just that's where we were at. You know, uh, I got a lot of faith in our offensive line and our backs and and the play caller. And so. Um, so, yeah, I just that's just how I think, you know what I mean, Bob? I just that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, on the fourth and one play, is that um, something? Uh, well, obviously it didn't work, so you probably would wish something different. But is that where you use the offensive line in your backs, generally speaking, going forward? Well, you know, we tried to do it last week. You know, uh, we were down there, and it was a, ended up being a fourth and a very, very long yard and a half, if you will, and it didn't work out. And so sometimes you're just trying to find the best flow on fourth down for that week. You know. We were trying to get it in the hands of our playmaker and they took that away and somebody else has to win and, and it didn't work out. Appreciate it. Yep. Dave. Some of you guys look pretty tired, by the way. 6 a.m. flight back. So yeah. 630. So I hear you. Monday night game. Uh, yeah, no. 
Uh, two things. Uh, first, you mentioned Alex earlier. Maybe you can just expand on him and, and what you saw from Jamie, too. You know, that was a, a little talk yesterday about how they played and whether Derek um, deserves some snaps coming up in, in future games. Yeah, I thought, <clears throat> like I say, Alex wasn't perfect, but I thought he was I thought he was all over the field and made a lot of plays. Um, I thought he was, um, you know, he, he played with a lot of energy. I think he was spot on with his calls. Um, and it, look, he's high effort. He's high effort. He's smart. He's kind of what we're about here. And so, um, I liked where he was at. Um, you know, Jamie, look, Jamie had some mistakes. It, it, it wasn't, uh, certainly his best performance. And yeah, I think Barnes deserves a shot. Uh, how could that look giving Barnes a shot going forward rotationally? I mean, is he we'll talk about it tonight. Uh, Dave, AG and I, we, we've already, like last time we spoke a little bit this morning we did, and, and we've been just, and we've been in game planning, um, you know, just trying to get everything down because we've got the players in tomorrow. But tonight we're going to really sit down and say, all right, this is how we're going to, you know, this is how we want to handle it. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself as to exactly what it's going to look like yet. So there's head coach Dan Campbell, again, courtesy of DetroitLions.com. Some uh, very interesting comments. And, you know, when we go over the PFF numbers, I'll tell you what they had to say about the performance of Alex Anzalone and Jamie Collins. Um, first and foremost, let's start with the first question about the end of the half. Look, the Lions had three timeouts left and were really moving the football well in the first half with, you know, run game, uh, misdirection, uh, short passes, nothing, nothing, nothing all that deep and nothing really all that down the field other than the golf scramble play to Quintez Cephas early in the game. Other than that, the Lions had a good rhythm going. And so with three timeouts left and about a, uh, under two minutes to go, and the Lions are taking their sweet old time. And then when the clock went from 58 seconds down to 24 uh, in between plays, and then all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, they only had 24 seconds left, and but they have all three timeouts. Yes, Dan Campbell botched that. He did. Now, you heard Dan Campbell say it. I heard Jared Goff say it on the ticket earlier today. They did not want Aaron Rodgers to get the ball back whatsoever. That's fine. But you only scored three points. The last two plays were um, uh, not effective, including the incomplete pass in the end zone to Cephas. And you went into the half, yes, up three, but you had a timeout in your back pocket. That timeout could have been used at the one-minute mark. So, yes, I get wanting to get points and going into the half, without Rodgers touching the ball because Green Bay got the ball to start the third and, of course, came down the field and scored on eight plays. But, no, that was not a good job by Dan Campbell and clock management. You didn't score a touchdown. You were out of sync and out of rhythm. And there was no sense of urgency. So, you know, I, John's follow-up to him was, well, is that what you'll do next week too? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, look, Dan Campbell's a rookie coach. For people that, that are going to say, well, already he sucks. Already he's doing this. He's coached two games. I'm going to give him the whole season before we start saying, up. Oh, it became apparent he didn't know how to manage the clock. Jim Caldwell struggled in that department. Matt Patricia struggled in that department. You know, how, how many times did, did 
Matt Patricia go into halves with timeouts in his back pocket and make no sense. But no, I don't think the Lions handle the clock well at the end of that first half. The fourth and one play. You know, Wojo asking him, why didn't why not run the football? You're talking about your offensive line being your strength. The run game was working. They wanted to get the ball to TJ Hawkinson. I have no issue with that. I have no problem with the fourth and one going for it. I love the aggressiveness by Campbell. I, I liked it. I had no beef with it at all. The problem is Jared Goff made a poor decision and a poor throw. That's it. Well, they should have run the ball. No. DeAndre Swift was alone. Two guys ran with Hawkinson uh, to the right sideline. Swift snuck under there and was standing there alone. Go watch the play. And didn't mind going to Cephas, but he was pretty well covered by Stokes. And it wasn't a good throw. Fourth and one to me wasn't on Campbell. That's on Goff. Number three. The linebackers. Um, Anzalone has played poorly. For inside linebackers, Pro Football Focus has him rated third worst through two weeks. Third worst. Now, he wears a C on his chest. His teammates voted him a captain. You heard Dan Campbell just now talk about him. That he loves him. Anzalone plays hard. We love his effort. We love his motor. He made some plays out there. Then when asked about Jamie Collins, it was like, yeah, Jamie made some mistakes. Here's the thing. Jamie Collins' effort doesn't match Alex Anzalone's. Collins is a better football player. Jamie Collins has played in Pro Bowls with the Patriots. He's got a better track record than Alex Anzalone. Problem is, Anzalone plays harder. You see Collins' effort on the uh, uh, two of the touchdowns by Aaron Jones? It's a joke. Go back and watch. Jamie Collins, I'm not saying he's mailing it in, but I don't think he's giving full effort. I don't. Did he dive on the Aaron Jones touchdown um, that tied the game at seven? No. Like, just waved at him. Come on, man. You got to do better than that. And it sounds like Derek Barnes, the rookie from Purdue, the Chris Spielman prodigy, the protege, is going to play. PFF, bottom five, top five for the game last night. Let's get you those numbers coming up next. Can we do that, please? Let's do that. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. Why choose to spend like 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same auto parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and have access on your computer and in your pocket, all right? Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. Family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, They've got everything you need, from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. All right? Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to the website today, rockauto.com, and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And hey, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. You've got one that you watch sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for some of the other stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. And that is called Direct TV Stream. It's great. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. Let's check out our friends at Pro Football Focus. PFF.com. And uh, what they thought of the Lions' top five defensive players, bottom five defensive players, um, and uh, offense, too. Let's do that right now. Let's start with the defense this time. Who were the top five defenders, according to our friends at ProFootballFocus.com, last night for the Lions? Number one, Charles Harris, outside linebacker, pass rusher, 79.5. Romeo Okwara, had no idea, I barely heard his name last night, 78.6. A.J. Parker, 71.8. Aleem McNeil, 64.9. Bobby Price, 63.1. In for the injured, Ify Melifonwu. And as Dan Campbell said, Today, it's going to be a while for Melifonwu. few weeks at least with a thigh injury. So next man up is Bobby Price. Bottom five defenders. Uh, Amani Oruwarie, 37.9. Levi Onzerike, 39.9. Alex Anzalone, 43.6. Trey Flowers, 49.6. Do you know Trey Flowers has a cap hit of $22 million next year? John Penasini, 52.7. Those are your top or your bottom five um, uh, defenders and top five. Top five on offense, TJ Hawkinson, 81.5. Frank Ragnow, 74.4. DeAndre Swift, 71.8. Hal Vitae, 68.8. Quintez Cephas, 65.9. Bottom five, Matt Nelson, 43.4. He's had his struggles at right tackle. Amon Ross St. Brown, 52.1. Khalif Raymond, 58.4. Darren Fells, 59.9. And Penny Sewell finished in the bottom, 59.9. Hmm. His run blocking grade was brutal, 38.2. Pass blocking, pretty good, 79.3. So those are your top five and bottom five performers. The Lions, it's not going to get any easier schedule-wise. Here comes Lamar Jackson and the Ravens this Sunday at Ford Field. And they'll be honoring Calvin Johnson once again at halftime. So uh, hang out in your seat if you're going to the game 
check out uh, Calvin getting his uh, Hall of Fame ring, I believe, which is uh, pretty cool. So there you have it. That is a very, excuse me, very busy Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody.